Thanks for tuning in to JR's Hunt for Life Suicide Prevention Podcast, Safe Talk, with Jenny Hunter and Billy Floyd, where there are no judgments and talk saves lives. So JR's Hunt for Life, as you all know, is dedicated to preventing suicide. So before we go any further, I want to give you my contact information. I can be reached on most social platforms by looking for JR's Haunt for Life and the web. And you can usually reach me through any of those platforms as well as my email, which is jlh35 at hotmail.com and through uh, Twitter, Facebook, all of those social platforms. So. Today, I'm really, really excited. I'm joined by two great, great people, um, Skylar Ray and Kayla Mulcahy. All right, did I say that name right, Kayla? Mulcahy, but close enough. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. And they have made it their mission to save lives by telling their story. And they bring hope to others just by telling their story and others can see where they've been and where they are now. And that is so hopeful to people. Um, They are preparing, or I don't think you've left yet for your road to recovery, have you? No, our first um, actual show is on the 28th in Goldendale, Washington. Oh, that is awesome. And that is called, what is that? What is your, what is this going to be called? The whole tour or just the show? Yeah, all tour. Uh, It's our Road to Recovery tour. Okay. And so let me talk a little about, let's see, Skylar, you do hip-hop, and Kayla, you do R&B pop, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So so let's talk a little about, as you know, uh, I know that you are – Members on our page on JR's Hunt for Life, and you know what our mission is, and that's to save lives um, by preventing suicide and to bring hope to others. And we talk a lot about mental illnesses and addictions and things that cause suicidal ideations. And so, before we start, let's let's have have either of you ever had any any family or friends um, that have fallen prey to suicide or have had suicidal thoughts? Um, Yeah, I have. uh, I've had a few people actually go through with it and uh, suicide. Um, And then I've also known some friends as well. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a subject that we see or hear about every once in a while. Uh, but I think it happens more than, or at least people have the thoughts more than we hear about it because people are embarrassed to reach out and ask for help. So even if you don't hear about it, I'm sure everybody has a group of friends that, that go through these feelings and emotions. You're absolutely correct. And that's what we try to talk about with people is how to 
uh, reach out to people that you think may be at risk, or even if they're not at risk, how do we see the signs? What are we looking for? How do we talk to them? Um, how do they talk to us? How do we make ourselves a safe person? And I know that two of you have made yourselves safe people. You have you have opened yourselves up and allowed people to talk to you frankly, without judgments, without uh, stigmas, without any of that. Uh, and you've allowed people to come to you. And I am I'm just I'm absolutely positive that you're that you are saving lives with what you're doing now. Um, Skylar, you have such such a remarkable story. Do you mind um, starting at the beginning kind of and, and telling us a little bit about your story? Yeah, absolutely. I could definitely do that. So um born in San Jose uh, back in 1990, uh, came to the Northwest and uh, around nine years old, I ended up going to foster care. Uh, my parents split up and I ended up going to foster care. And, you know, I kind of moved around home for home. And then uh Around ninth grade, I went back with my um, my dad, uh, lived with him in Portland. And, you know, there I was kind of hanging out with the wrong people and getting into drugs. And at 18, I found myself homeless, uh, sleeping on the side of the road and sidewalks of downtown Portland. Uh, I was uh, addicted to methamphetamine. And so I was injecting it and uh, sleeping on the side of the roads and sidewalks, like I said. Uh, and, of course, why I w if I was using, I was selling. So I found myself ended up going to – I ended up being incarcerated for about five years. Uh, but a lot of them were like a bunch of jail visits in and out just because I couldn't really – as soon as I got released, I went back to addiction um, because, uh, you know, that's kind of the environment that I was in. Uh, and I wasn't in the right mindset to make that change, and I guess I wasn't ready to make that change. Um, but since getting out of prison uh, in November 30th, 2018, um, you know, I've kind of just decided that I'm going to take myself seriously. And so I've made that push. And since then, we've just been running. Uh, me and Kayla are, you know, business owners. Um, we've been successful. We got over 5 million plays on our music last year alone. Uh, we've been able to break barriers and do all this stuff as independent artists. Uh, we have no managers, no PRs, no investors. We have no um, no labels, and we're just on a grind. And, and it's cool to be able to make these accomplishments and do all this while promoting a positive message. Uh, we don't make music about sex or or violence or you know material items, things like that. Uh, we more talk about our life experiences and where we come from, and we and we hope to teach and inspire with our music. And by doing that. Uh, I think we've been able to tap into an audience that is vulnerable and afraid that, you know, that no one represents. With all the facades and cliche stuff and people's music, uh, there's a big old market of people who don't feel that way, who are scared, who do go through things and do question life and then looking for hope. And I think that's the reason why a lot of our success is because we're, we're vulnerable in our music and it's okay not to be perfect and make mistakes. We're We're all the same, you know? Absolutely, we are all the same. And if we're if we're all the same and we're all human, then we're all uh, we're all open to any type of uh, life things that happen to us. And so I'm curious, Skylar. So what what mm -hmm. uh, you said you had a change, and that that was only like three three and a half years ago or something. So yeah. what gave you hope? What caused you? to want to change and overcome your addictions because I I know people that 
fight lifelong battles with addiction. And what? How did that happen with you? Um, I I've always had a passion for music. Uh, I've it started when I was like fifth grade, obsessed with Eminem's music, and just the way he put his pain or his hurt in, into his music. Um, and I I've always been just obsessed with it and and I think that's where my first addiction came from is that that you know because it, it was like a drug listening to music was like a drug for me and I've always you know noticed that when I when I'm on the right track or I put my work into it my all into it that I was getting results and I wanted to do this dream since a little kid uh we're talking fifth grade sixth grade it was like oh I want to be a musician this is what I want to be and uh every time I wasn't on the hard drugs I was always focusing on music but then I'd get on the hard drug and stop doing music because my priorities changed. Uh, but this last time in prison, uh, you know, I, I told myself, I, I heard myself having the same discussion uh, privately to myself. I was like, hey, when I get out, I'm going to focus on my music. And I remember pausing and thinking, I'm lying to myself. I've said this every single time I've been locked up, which at that time, it was like 10 times before, if not 15 times, you know. And it was like every time I get locked up, I tell myself, I'm gonna, when I get out, I'm going to do this. And I never did it. And so I was like, hey, it is time to seriously hold myself accountable. The drugs will always be there for me. But here's the thing. Windows are closing. All these opportunities closing. I would rather be 70 years old saying, you know what? I tried. I, I failed. But you know what? I gave it my best shot versus wondering, oh, uh, if I, if I would have stayed clean, I could have done this, this, and that. So music is the reason why uh, – was the reason why I got clean and sober. And now – because of my sobriety, I have been able to build a life that I refuse to give up. Well, Skylar, I commend you for that. You are a remarkable human being for for accomplishing just what you've accomplished in your life with your background and and everything else that's gone in on in your life. And so, you know, when you when you when you got out. Then what was your first step? What what did you, uh, I mean, ha- did you have any um, cravings for your drug of choice, or was that gone from you and you just moved forward um, with your music? And how how did that happen? There's always there's always going to be cravings. I think with addiction, um, you know, I they're not so when they come they, the 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 cravings come but they pass. And I know that it's only okay. a temporary feeling, um, you know, and I, I'm just very focused on it. I, I refuse not to give myself the best shot and opportunity in my life. Uh, when I first got out of prison, uh, I went and got me poster boards from the Dollar Tree, two for a dollar. And I went and mm-hmm. created short-term goals, long-term goals, dream goals. And I wrote all these goals down and, and posted them up on my walls. I was in a halfway house, a sober living. And um, I put them all over my walls, and I even put one on the back of the door of, of, you know, with people's names that I love, that my passions that I love. So every time I'd go to exit that door, I had to at least look at that, that poster board and see all the people and what I would lose if I went back to drug addiction. Um, so I, you know, I was a pretty firm place. Uh, in prison, I didn't use it all. So I had, you know, about 18 or, or close to 24 months clean. Um, and so at that time, it was like I was already on – somewhat basically in my recovery phases. So I, I just stayed focused and just continued to chase it. So I think I was in a pretty good position, uh, but I stuck with it and I followed my goals and life just seems to unravel itself as long as my priorities are right and I continue to have an action plan. 
Right. And, you know, I love that. I love what you did uh, to keep focused. And I love that we can give people ideas how to keep focused. When you you bought the poster board and you wrote the names of people that you love and you wrote your goals down and you had a self-made action plan. And that's absolutely incredible to me that you had that drive to do that and that you had the hope that it was going to work for you. Now, now tell yeah. me, I know we all want to know. So how did you and Miss Kayla meet? Kayla, you got this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, I, you know, gosh, the restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I sort of ran into this um, person on the bus who knew, Skyler when I was on my way to work one day and he was like oh you got to meet this rapper you got to meet this rapper and so I was like all right okay sure you know and uh <laughs> so we met at um this restaurant and uh we were just going to talk about like talk about music talk about making music because I had started to play around with some like songwriting um before I met him and uh yeah we I remember that I showed up and uh he had like a notepad and a pen for himself and for myself and he was like okay let's get down to business and uh so we were like <laughs> writing like little plans in the book and uh we just kind of like kept talking after that like we did some I helped with a music video that he did uh with his friend and it just yeah just felt like we were always talking and uh he had a pretty big plan and I was like oh, okay that sounds, that sounds pretty cool. That sounds pretty fun. And uh, yeah, here we are now. <laughs> yeah. Now, how long ago was that? Uh, well, think, like we started our we started dating on April ninth, so it was maybe like February, maybe. Yeah, maybe January, or February. Yeah, maybe yeah. January, or February of two thousand and nineteen. So we're going on about three, three and a half years now. Maybe, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, about three and yeah. a half. Yeah, if you go. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations on that. And um, Thank you. I think there's some some big news about an upcoming nuptials. Am I correct? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, just after our anniversary this last time, we uh, took a little beach trip. And, uh, yeah, now I got a shiny thing on my, on my finger. <laughs> Oh, well, that's pretty exciting. So, so it must have been your love of music that brought the two of you together. It sounds like, correct? Yep. Without yeah, a doubt. Yeah. yeah. I think there's yeah. so much for us to do as as independent artists too, and like it really helps us to be have that same career, and like it brings us together that we have the same focus. Yeah, and it sounds like you both have the focus on this road to recovery. You, you, how did you both? How did you arrive at this uh, juncture where you wanted to go out and you wanted to help other people and you want to give them hope and that that is your mission? How how did you come to that together? Since Kayla, I don't did did you ever have any uh, thing in your life that was um, addictive or any other? Uh, mental illnesses or anything like that um, that may have wanted you to join in with this road to recovery or is it because of what you've seen with Skyler and where he's come from and 
and his drive to help people. And you, you both have that together, it seems like. Yeah. And for me, like, I really didn't have, I wasn't addicted to any substance and I really, you know, I didn't have any real, um, like broken home situation. For me, I, I struggled a lot with relationships and like boundaries and like keeping kind of my like emotional health, um, at like the forefront of my priorities, I suppose. And when Mm -hmm. I really started trying to like, heal myself from my like you know broken past relationships or ended friendships and stuff like that that's where I started making changes in my life and actually ended up meeting Skylar so it feels like a continuation in a way like although my situation was nowhere near as severe I think it allows me to kind of walk the same path of like being the best versions of ourselves and being able to give people the most that we can from like a really good place and so it's very easy for me to to get behind this and what Skylar's doing and very inspiring as well. Because some of the people that I've met in recovery are some of the nicest people that I've met in my life, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think, I, go ahead, Skylar. Oh, yeah. No. So, like, the Road to Recovery Tour is literally our slogan for it is become the best version of yourself. Um, and so what it is is, like, you're becoming, like, whether it's mental health, drug addiction, everything like that. Uh, it, it's who you're supposed to be. We're supposed to rec- be recovering that old person. Like we get so lost from mental health and past traumas and, you know, um, drug addiction that we lose who we are. So we're, we're the road to recovery towards be the best version of yourself, but also recover that person you're supposed to meant to be. You know, we all have greatness, but we got to tap into it. Um, so I think what we want to do for the road to recovery tour is we wanted to get out there and, you know, we wanted to be on the front line. Uh, we wanted to get into these treatment centers, and, we, you know, I remember what it was like being in rehab. I remember what it was like struggling to get it clean. You know, a lot of these people in rehab are uh, court-mandated. If they don't go, they're going to end up finding themselves locked up. Uh, these people, you know, might lose their kids. They're trying to get their family back. And these people that are in rehab are there because they don't know how to live life or have no experience uh, of doing it. So, you know, we're hoping to be able to get in there and be able to share my message and us performing hopefully inspires them to show them that there is a different way and that you don't have to have things figured out. You don't have to have an idea of how to do things. You just got to keep moving your feet forward. And hopefully by that, we give people a chance and show them that, hey, I come from the doorways. I come with a needle in my arm, incarceration to, you know, being successful. Now I'm living my dreams. Uh, I'm a business owner. You know, we racked up millions of plays. Like, we're getting ready to open up for Kevin Gates at Spokane Arena. Uh, We're going on tours. Like, these are crazy things that you are able to do as long as you just keep fighting and let them know that, like, it's okay to take a step back uh, or a couple steps back. As long as you keep moving, you will make up for those steps. And so that's what we're hoping to do is get in treatment centers and which we got a bunch lined up uh, and just build it. These kids, these guys are, are, are able to, barely string a day together. We want to come in there. We're going to be passing out a free signed album, free poster, a free shirt to everybody in there. You know, we want them to know that they are loved and that they have value and it's okay to be scared. We're all scared, but you know, we, we the important part is how you keep pushing and how you react to life when it falls down on you. So that's it. Right. Yeah. Speaking of that, how you react to life, Skylar, did you or Kayla, did you ever uh, encounter any stigmas or any judgments or anything based upon your past experiences like 
Kayla, your broken relationship, did that stigmatize you in any way? Or Skylar, your addictions and being uh, incarcerated, did you encounter the stigmas that people tend to put on other people? And how did you handle that? Well, I feel like, um, I mean, I feel, I guess it goes one way or another, like when you sort of tell people like where you've, what, where your struggles are or like where you're headed or where you're trying to go. Like I probably encountered fewer people that were that judgmental um, Mm -hmm. and more, more people that were more accepting, I think, Um, Mm -hmm. I guess. And then I don't know if if, if that's the same experience for you, Skylar. Um, I feel like there's a lot of stigma behind it, especially with men in mental health, because you're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to be, you know, the tough guy that, you know, um, the provider, this, this, and that. And it's like, you know, you're supposed to stay strong for the kids, the family. Uh, you're supposed to be the tough guy around the pair, alpha male, things like that. Um, you know, so I think there's always a stigma behind that. Um, a lot of times I try not to worry about what the stigma is. As long as I know as I'm going with my heart and I'm being my true self, I can live with the results of that. Um, I know, especially being in prison, a lot of people aren't very vulnerable, aren't, aren't very open to a lot of things. And so, you know, what I try to do is just be myself. And at the end of the day, if someone doesn't like me or someone has an opinion about me, at least it's what they formed against my true self, you know? And I'll tell you one thing, it's been very freeing to be able to be myself because when I show up at events or I meet people, I don't have to put on a, a mask or a facade or, you know, anything like that because that could be exhausting. I used to do that stuff when I was younger, and now it's I'm 100% me, and it's so freeing, and it preserves so much more energy, and it keeps my mental health intact. So I think really I try not to give in to stigmas or things like that. I try to and I try to let people know like it's it, no matter who you are like get help. It's okay like if you're hurting or you're going through pain like that's not an issue. So yeah, there there is definitely a stigma around a lot of stuff, especially with men. Um, but I try to not worry about that and try to break barriers and lend a hand back out and let people know it's okay. Take my hand, you know. Right, and I think what what is so good about this and the two of you is that you together jointly have experienced different roads and different ways of life, and you've come together and you have eviscerated any stigmas that, that may be surrounding your type of relationship where, Skylar, you have these um, things in your past and Kayla, you didn't have these things in your past, and you have accepted Skylar, and you love Skylar for who he is, not what has happened to him in his past, and not what he may have done or what the labels are in his past. And that, that to people, I think when you put yourselves out there, and you're you're together, and you're you're in this business together and you're performing together that people can see that there is a true bond and that all those things that have happened to you in the past have fallen away and that you are, like you said, your true selves and that that is so freeing to other people to see that happening. And I, I know that, I know that when, when you're just put yourself out there, people hear about what has happened in your past and see where you are now, 
they don't really need any more. They already, you have already given them hope by just presenting yourself and being vulnerable and, and being there to allow them to talk and to allow them to be their true selves with no judgments. Because I know, Skylar, that you have um, been around judgmental people and been around the stigma of of your past and you have thrown that off you've built the wall like you said and it doesn't bother you anymore and and that is um very admirable and i truly believe that this is your true path in life because you have turned your talents to help other people and that's what it's about it's about telling your story so that you can help other people the bible even talks about that that we are supposed to talk about our stories and we go through what we go through so not so that but when we're done going through that we can help other people or even when we're going through it we can help other people that are in the same situation and cause them to speak up to speak up to a safe person and you two are safe people and i know that um, i hope you know what i mean by being safe people by being safe people you are allowing people like i said to be themselves with no judgments they can talk however they're going to talk say whatever they're going to say you are not going to judge them you are going to be there for them you are going to listen with no preconceived ideas of of what what you're going to say next or what they should be like or anything like that um and it's it's something that believe it or not is hard to do it's very hard for many, many, many people to tell their story because of the stigmas, because of the judgments that people throw at them. And you can see it on their face, you know, when you start talking to them and telling your story. You can see the judgment come up and the stigma. And and I, I talk about stigmas because it, stigmas are only shared by people. Human beings throw stigmas on human beings. And we need more human beings like the two of you that don't throw those stigmas out and don't uh, cause people to be embarrassed or whatever it may be um, regarding their past or what they've been through in their lives. Or And, I, and I'm sure that you have in some of your uh, uh concerts or things have you actually talked to people or allowed them to talk to you regarding their um thoughts maybe of of harming themselves or how they can you know get out of what is happening to them and that type of thing have you had that happen to you yeah yeah all the time we always we always anybody we always try to give as much time as we can to the people that show love to us because we understand without them, we are nobody. So it's very important how we want, we want them to listen to us and support them. So we do vice versa and do it for them, you know, uh, and we have a lot of people open up for that. And a lot of people, you know, break down we cry. I've cried with people. They've cried with me. Um, and I'm sure Kayla could say the same thing. And it's um, when we, these events, like when we did the, uh, when you sent all those bracelets the first time and we made that song, Wait For Me, um, you know, we did a candlelight visual there. We passed around candles and we took time around the room in the middle of our set. And, you know, we passed around a microphone and everybody was able to, you know, say a name of somebody lost due to suicide. 
you know, or somebody that, that tried to attempt it. And some of the people named themselves about, you know, they were suicidal and tried it but failed, you know. And it was a very impactful moment. People cried and, you know, uh, it's just the way it is. And people embraced each other. Uh, we always try to put love in the air. Uh, it is very important. Uh, I always, I'm always crying on set. Like I cry when Kayla performs, um, you know, just because I'm so proud of her and excited, uh, you know, that, but that's, but it opens up everybody else. Like, I don't care. Like last show, there was hundreds of people and I just started crying with Kayla's performing because that's how much I love her and how proud I am of her, but it shows other people it's okay to be emotional. Yeah. So yes, people are always talking to us. I, I, my inbox is always open. Uh, I try to answer as many people as I can. Um, and I think it's important because, like I said, just like how we want to share our story, we want people to listen, we're not unique. Everybody wants to do that. So we try to give the same opportunity to everybody else. Yeah. Right. We're we're all human, and we all need those safe people around us. And when we're surrounded by safe people, like you said, you, you saw what happened uh, yeah. at one of your um concerts and it's it's emotional we are emotional as humans but when we can show emotion real true emotion then that allows other people to think oh this is a safe person they're vulnerable i can talk to them i can say what i need to say and get it out because what what we talk about on safe talk is it's poison when you hold that stuff inside of you it's poison and it can become deadly as we know. Uh, and yeah. I, I do want to say that I, I was so touched um, when uh, I heard that you had dedicated a song to um, JR and our son. And I was, I, I mean, at that point I didn't even know you guys. And I was so touched that someone that doesn't even know who we are or new JR um, in real life became so involved with his story and willing to put it out there to help other people. And I, at that moment, like I said, at that moment, I knew you were real people. I knew that you were not in it for glory or for any of these starstruck <laughs> reasons. I knew yeah. that you were yeah. in it. To help people, I knew you were in it. And let me say another thing that I I know you feel like I do when I'm helping someone. That just fills me up. I mean, my heart is full. It's a when pleasure. I'm yeah. Yep. Right. I mean, it yep. it causes yep. you to want to keep doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I I know that is one thing that I really enjoy about Kayla is our intentions are always good. You know what I'm saying? Like I could, I could, <laughs> yep. we could be totally separated, not even talking to each other. Like, you know, like she's in one room or I'm in a different room and a situation goes down. I know Kayla's heart would react the same way my heart would react. And it's really awesome to be able to have a partner whose morals are good, whose perspective on life is the same. Uh, and I'm not even talking about the connection we have through music or anything like that. It's just the fact that you know, having a big heart and being helpful and things like that, it's really awesome to be able to have, uh, you know, a connection and be in a relationship with a person like that because, you know, when when you move a certain way, it's nice for someone to move with you. It creates a, a, a positive impact, and also it's nice to be able to know that there's other people out there like that, you know? So it's nice. 
Right, and you're each other's safe person. I could say that, can't yeah. I? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you feel that way, Kayla, that you can go to Skylar with anything, even if you were, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes partners are embarrassed about something they might do or think or, you know, um, you would be able to go to Skylar and know that you're not being judged and that he's not going to throw a stigma at you and that he is your safe person, right? Yeah, and that's actually something we worked on, too. Like, when we first met, I was very much, like, just kind of reserved or, like, oh, I I need to be this kind of person in the relationship. And through uh, us being together and him being like, nah, it's okay. (laughs) Or, like, that's really helped (laughs) us both open up to each other and me be like, oh, I don't need to be all weird and backwards, you know, like, I can just say how I feel. It's it's very freeing because like we we everybody has quirks. I do a lot of weird things and I'm <laughs> I'm a little goofball and you know what I mean. There's things I could do yeah. awkward or things that I do and like instantly become ashamed or whatever. And you know Kayla's there for me. Uh, whether I'm in the right or wrong, I know that I'm not judged. Um, and, but it's really cool though because she's also truthful with me. She has no problem. She has a way of delivering a message and there's no. There's a way that she could tell me I'm wrong or there's a way she could tell me that I can do better or try looking at something in this perspective, you know, because obviously we're we're different people, so we're not always going to be agreeing on everything or have the same views, but it's really cool because the way she delivers it, I I know it's not coming from, you know, a bad place or anything. She could be like, hey, I think you're in the wrong or you did this, you shouldn't do that, and she delivers it in a way, and I know what her heart is that like, Hey, well, maybe I should think about that. She may be right. You know, and it, it, it's cool because, you know, I, I don't always want to be surrounded around people that just tell me I'm right or I'm perfect because there's no growth in that. Right. And, and, you know, it's, it's so, uh, you too have such a positive message and such a positive outlook regardless of what has happened in your past and I think that alone is so helpful to people and hopeful to people and I know I keep saying that but it's it's so hard to um to find people I mean even when you're looking for them to find someone that is so hopeful on their own and they've come from such uh such uh hard past and they don't they aren't um driven by that past they're not living in that past anymore they're living in the future and not only are they doing that they're living for each other and they're living for other people they're living to help other people and i think that that is a binding effect on its own when you live to help other people together um people know that they instantly can feel that it's like an aura around you know that person or those people and i think the two of you share that together and it's just i just love that you've come on and you've shared your lives with us and that you're going to give other people hope um, by sharing on our safe talk and by going on your road to recovery. Now, the one thing I need to ask you is how can people reach you? How can people tell you their story and you can listen to them? Where, where can they find you? Um, Both of us are on all, well, trying to be on all platforms, basically on all 
But um, we're more consistently on Facebook and Instagram and more Skylar TikTok now, too. But um, you can find me with my name, um, which is K-A-L-A-M-U-L-C-A-H-Y. And again, that's K-A-L-A-M-U-L-C-A-H-Y. And that's on Facebook. Um, I have an artist page, a regular page. Um, Instagram is the same. Um, TikTok as well and Twitter. Um, and Skylar? Yeah, you can find me on any social media platform. Uh, you can just type in Skylar Ray, um, and you should be able to find me. I'm uh, mostly on Facebook, though, and Instagram. Uh, all music streaming platforms, you can look up Kayla Mulcahy or Skylar Ray. That's like iTunes, uh, Amazon, YouTube. Or, or YouTube. Uh, Google, Pandora, all that different stuff, uh, Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can look us up on any of those platforms. And, yeah, on social media, just send me a message. Uh, my my inbox is always open. Uh, I'm always checking frequently to be able to see, you know, who's reaching out to me. So if you have a story you want to share, make sure you get a hold of me. Uh, if you're on Facebook, you'll see me with the blue check, so you know which one is mine. Um, but, yeah, just, just reach out to me. I, I'm excited, you know. To be able to hear you guys' story, we're getting ready to go on our road to recovery tour, uh, and it's a blessing. And on this road, uh, we just want to help as many people as we can and let them know it's okay to not know, and it's okay to be scared and vulnerable uh, that we'll still make it through. So reach out to us and me and Kayla, and mm-hmm. we'll definitely reach back out to you guys. So. Absolutely. Well, I really, really appreciate you guys. I love you to pieces. I'm always uh following you and seeing what you're doing next because it's exciting. We have the same thing in common. We want to save lives. We want to bring hope to people. And I think, uh, you know, you you two being musicians, I always say a choir is louder than one voice. So I really, yeah, I really, really appreciate it. And until we talk again, I want everybody to know be safe. Contact anybody you need to. We've given you our handles. Um, we we are always here to listen. So everybody have a great rest of your day, night, or wherever you're listening to us. And love you bunches. Bye-bye. We love you too. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to JR's Hunt for Life Suicide Prevention Podcast Safe Talk with Jenny Hunter and Billy Floyd, where there are no judgments and talk saves lives. Jenny Hunter is the founder of JR's Hunt for Life, a suicide prevention nonprofit movement offering hope and support globally. I'm Billy Floyd. I'm a podcast host, a media broadcaster, and most importantly, a positive influencer. Sounds of Soul Music is courtesy of Fearless Motivation. Find out more about JR's Hunt for Life at jrshuntforlife.org.